0: and hello everybody out there this is a beers and fears podcast where we get shit-faced and we talk about movies i am your host tucker miller and this is my guest host back again
1: tanner crawford
0: always late as usual so tanner how are we doing today
1: we're doing all right tucker it, it's cloudy and it's nice and relaxing and it's a good day to talk about horror films
0: yeah I'm drinking some uh, Carlo Rossi half cut with grape juice because I think Carlo Rossi tastes like shit. And um, yeah, it's keeping me it's keeping me loose, man. Keeping me loose. It makes me feel oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel strong. So. What were you saying, Tanner?
1: I was about to say, what are we going to talk about today, Tucker? All
0: right, so today is going to be kind of an unconventional episode. Today, we're we're going to get narcissistic up in this bitch. Me and Tanner, we're going to talk about ourselves today. We're going to talk about ourselves and horror movies and how they've changed our lives, how they haven't changed our lives, things like that. It's going to be fun.
1: You know the important stuff.
0: Yeah, so important. So we'll kick it off like this, Tanner. What was your uh, what was the first horror movie you had ever seen?
1: You know, this is going to be kind of a uh, an unconventional horror movie, but I think it can technically consider horror. I will say that the first one I ever saw was Alien, uh, the uh, the sci fi horror epic done by Ridley Scott. Um, oh yeah. I think that this was definitely the first the first moment like it yeah it was like kind of a thrill to be terrified. Uh mostly the scene with the the, the first chest burst or because You have no idea that shit was coming if you don't know what
0: aliens are. Yeah, dude, definitely. Uh I am a I am a huge huge fan of the alien series and everything that it has to offer. Um I'm a huge fan of uh Giger. And his his art form. And I'm a huge fan. Yes. I'm a huge fan of Ridley Scott. Like, mm, those movies are crispy, man. Certified fresh by Tucker himself. Mm. Um, now, as for my first horror movie. I'm going to. It's, gonna, it's kind of hard to think about because i can tell you where i saw it it would have been at my cousin's house for sure because he was he was well not necessarily him my parents were my parents were a little more like hey this like for like adults you shouldn't be watching that you know kind of stuff like if it if it was it was over PG-13, or if it was over PG, I wasn't watching it until I was at least 13. And if it was over PG-13, I wasn't watching it until I died, you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of how it was in my house, you know? Uh, so, I definitely would have been at my cousin's house that I saw it. Which means it can only be a few things. It was either... It either would have been one of the Chucky movies... Or one of the Friday the thirteenth movies, which would have been my first horror movie. Because those were his favorite and he had at the time he had all the Friday the thirteenth and all the Chucky movies that were out at the time. Um and I, I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of uh the Friday the thirteenth movies. Um, you know your classic slasher pick, slasher pick, yeah. Um, I kind of grew out of it because they they kind of went cookie cutter. Um, but the uh, the Chucky movies, well, well, we'll get to those in a minute. Uh, I uh, Talk about those, but in another segment. Um, yeah, do you have anything to add to that, Tanner?
1: No, I, I think those are those are very you know those uh, you, when you ask a few people you know well, what's the first horror movie you ever saw chances are it'll be a slasher yeah film um, which I mean are classics for sure I think I think that in in uh, they've been beat to death in recent years but I mean I, I was thinking about this on the way home today. Uh, from the grocery store. I mean, classic slasher films like really gain my respect because they were done on such a low budget, and you and but they're so iconic. Like you know, you hear about you know the Halloween movies, like the Michael Myers mask is a really bad William Shatner yeah. mask, and they just repurposed the movie. And so those it's those kind of stories, you know, where where you know it launches people's careers and, and makes these characters such an icon that you got you got to have a respect for you know guerrilla filmmaking. Oh, yeah. And things like that so i i definitely definitely agree with you when when those are those are memory makers yeah, for sure
0: definitely so uh moving on to the next topic we have here what do you think was your top scare not in, now it doesn't have to be like the entire movie but like you can you can pick it all the way down to like a certain scene like your top scare out of all horror
1: Oh man, that's so easy. Anybody, <laughs> including you, that, that, that knows me knows that knows that I, 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 uh, I really I, the, the movie The Exorcist really really disturbs me. That's a different kind of of horror. Like even with most possession movies these days, they're all about jump scare and they just don't seem that scary to me. But I can I can always pick it down to the scene from The Exorcist where the you know they obviously tied uh, Reagan down to the bed like this just to the point where she's out she's out killing motherfuckers, and shit. You know just and they have to tie her down because they don't want her to kill people anymore. And they see her dress moving Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like her right around her abdomen. And then they lift up her dress and in, and her skin is inscribed help me, which is like, you don't even think about the entire movie that there's somebody, there's a soul trapped in that body that has no control over their actions or anything like that. And it just sent chills up my spine that that she's just in like the fiery pits of her own body, just just really struggling to cry out, and it just it just bah, that was like the moment that the horror really set in, and it was like what the, what the fuck are they going to do? There's no way this movie has a happy
0: ending. Yeah, that's a um, that's that's a good one. I mean, uh, this may be a shocker, but I wouldn't know. Because I've never seen The Exorcist.
1: Oh, I can't wait for you to watch that movie. I'm so excited for you to watch it. I'm not excited to watch it again, but I am excited to to scar you for life. Yeah. With that movie. um,
0: I don't know why. It's not like, you know, I was terrified of it or anything. I wasn't worried, you know. I just never got around to watching it.
1: Tucker, I'll tell you one thing. The person who made me watch that movie was, was my own mom And she's the last time she saw the, she saw the movie when, when I was 17 when I watched it she The last time she saw it was when she was my age She was about 17-18 years old And she never watched it again And she only did it to fuck with me She went and rented it from the store And she said I'm, I'm, I'm about to scare the shit out of you And I don't really want to watch this with you But I feel like I have to And then we didn't sleep for like a I'm not even joking
0: that's some uh that's some fucking A class fucking parenting, man.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Shout out to my mom for uh for giving me nervous ticks as an adult.
0: Thanks mom for ruining my fucking life. For real for real moms, why you gotta play me like that? <laughs> um yeah, so fuck top scare hmm my top scare would probably have to be man this is hard um, let me think it was a paranormal flick man what was it it stuck with me for a long time Okay, so uh it was oh no it was it wasn't a paranormal flick. I remember what it was now. It was actually um The Strangers. A scene from The Strangers. And it the movie okay, I really really like that movie. But it's not because it terrifies me or anything. The reason it scared me so much was because of the set and setting of where I was when I, um when I watched it because, um, because you know how the movie's like set up in, it, the The house that have you seen the movie Tanner? I have not,
1: but I do know the premise. Okay. So okay. keep well, going. The
0: the movie, um, not the movie. The house that is in the movie, it's kind of set like kind of like out in the woods. <clears throat> Sorry, it's 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 kind of set out in the woods, but like I don't know. It's hard to describe. Like the house is. It's rural. And uh the reason it scared me so much was because the first time I saw it, I was out at my friend's house out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And of and so like we're sitting there in the living room watching this movie and the scene that fucked me up was the scene where and spoiler alert I guess if no one's seen it, but the one on- spoiler for all the Yeah sorry, sorry yeah, about just you. fucking spoiler from the beginning. Um, the scene where the girl is like, I don't remember if she's on the phone or something, but she's like walking, um, and in the background there's a um, a threshold, like a doorway, and there's you know nothing there, but then she like kind of obscures it on on the screen by like stepping in front of it, and then she moves and it's so far back in the background like it's one of those things that could be easily missed but but the main bad guy is standing in the room back there and like you can just like see his silhouette and he's just standing there and he's and he stands there and it's like a 2 minute scene and he's there for like half of it and then she you know walks past the screen again and he's fucking gone and i was like all right Fucking nope! I'm getting the fuck out of here, and I'm never coming back to your house again because there's fucking murderers all around this house. And uh, (laughs) yeah, like that was probably one of my top scares, just because like it didn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a hey you spooked me scare, like it was, it was it, I it was a paranoia scare. Like I was like, oh fuck! There's somebody in this house, isn't there? Like it, mm. it got me. It got me good.
1: <clears throat> yeah, you know, there's a, there's a, there's another friend of mine that's also like a big big horror movie buff, and he's like, and he, I mean, he has like you know statues of all these you know like classic slashers like uh-huh. Freddy and Jason and all that. And he's just he just loves them. He loves these movies. But he says that that's the only movie that's ever scared me is the straight he and and what i said why does it why did it scare you and basically what he called me he said it, it preys on the fear of that like someone could be breaking into your house and that you're not alone and that there's something else in the dark and i totally agree with him and i actually i, I want to watch this movie but I don't, I don't i don't i don't know if i can bring myself to watch it so that's that,
0: that'll be something that yeah uh, be on my
1: watch list for sure
0: it, it's kind of hard to explain because like it's not one of those like oh my God, like, it's not like just straight up terror and fear and stuff like that. It's paranoia. And it's almost like a suspense thriller. But it puts you in so much suspense that it has to be in the in the horror genre because, like, I'll tell you what, man, like, after I watch those movies, that that movie, I haven't seen the new Strangers yet, but after I, every time I watch that movie, it puts me on edge for, like, an hour at least. Like, I'm always looking over my shoulder, and especially if it's at night, dude, like, oh, like, fucking lights gotta come on, I gotta do a sweep of the house, like, you know, guns out, <laughs> like i uh, the movie <laughs> legitimately puts me on edge and man i i've got to congratulate the director on that like that movie it's a good one man oh yeah sure sounds
1: like y'all yeah, definitely had to put that- so, yeah, basically, you know, I have a, such a big respect for horror films, mostly because of the, uh, the guerrilla filmmaking. So I had, grew to have a respect for them over the years because of um, just basically what they did to make everything an icon. And, like, what, what they did with, like, what little they have.
0: Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, and it, it's kind of crazy to see, like, those, like, using your terms like guerrilla filmmaking like those um those types of like directors and stuff to see what they come out with once they get money and unfortunately sometimes it's hot piles of shit (laughs) see
1: kevin smith (laughs) (laughs) I love Kevin Smith. The death, but, je- but Jesus Christ, that guy! <laughs> if, if that guy gets anything more than a million dollars, that movie is basically just weed jokes and Jay and Silent Bob.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel ya. He he works best when he's only got pocket change. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so Tanner, yes, uh, what has been what has been your biggest letdown in horror movies?
1: Oh man, that's and, so easy. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Um, uh, I was all I was gonna say was that you can interpret that in any way you want.
1: Oh man, that's fucking easy. I mean, I'm, most of the time, like I said, I'm a horror movie critic. And most of the time, and uh, when I when I'm getting ready to see a horror movie, I don't expect much. Because I mean, a lot of them. Let's be honest. There's, there's like there are way more shitty horror movies than there are like good ones. But I'll tell you, oh, yeah. there was one that I was pretty excited for. And that, was, that had to be uh, The Witch, which came out a couple years ago, I think. It was uh, a big, you know, quality production horror film. And basically the plot, oh, yeah. plot of that film is it's set in like, you know, the Puritan 13 or 1400s, I think. There's a Puritan family. The, the, the premise of the movie is that they're basically exiled from, uh, you know, the church and the community. That they're at. So they go to live in the woods by themselves. And the way this movie is shot is fucking terrifying. Because it's in like the middle of winter, there's no leaves on the trees, and it's and it's and it's winter, so there's like two hours of daylight. So what that equates to like maybe 10% of the movie being. But the movie ends up being fucking boring. Just so boring. Because first of all, you don't think about what time it's set in. It was really accurate for the time. So they they spoke in like the old English, which is just I mean good lord that's boring. I'm sorry. I, I mean this I mean I I'm I'm not I'm no by no means the final arbiter of taste when it comes to horror movies. But I mean ho- like Jesus Christ. It's so hard to sit through. It's like but it's been a three-hour movie of people going like Yo, ye all ye and my Mrs. B and just and just and just shitting out of their mouth. But in the thirteen hundreds. And there's like really the only scene Spoiler alert again, by the way. That really was like was pretty scary. Was at the very end. But basically, what happens is that they they keep accusing their daughter of being this witch. There's like there's like a there's a there's a baby son. There's like a 12 year old son, and then there's like a 14 or 15 year old girl. And they keep accusing his daughter of being a witch. This weird shit keeps happening. Like animals show up slaughtered, and you know sometimes you see like I don't want to say pentagrams. I don't think that was it, but you know some symbols painted everywhere in blood and blood and shit. But then, you know, at the very end of the movie, she's just like, fuck it. And she walks into the woods. And she starts, she she gets butt naked and starts walking into the woods. And you see there's more people that show up behind her. And you see all these naked women walking in the woods. They're all they're all witches. And so they gather around this big fire, and they have like one of those classic horror movie scores where there's basically like, you know, you're like masturbating a violin string and it sounds all creepy. And yeah. All of them like basically start to levitate and float up. Because you don't really know whether the witch is real or not. There's only one or two scenes which like witch is confirmed. But then it's just like and then you know the masturbating violin string, which is right up, riches rise up, end of the movie. Which I thought that was when the shit was gonna get the realest. Nope. That's it. The end directed by by an overpaid tool. Credits start to roll.
0: Yeah, um, I agree and disagree with you on that. Because um I feel like it was overhyped and for sure and it shouldn't have been it, it shouldn't have been marketed as a horror movie, it should have been marketed as like a suspense thriller or you know something like that. Because because of that tag horror, when you hear the witch, you're like, okay, some crazy shit is gonna happen in this because 9 times out of 10 when you get a movie with quote unquote witches in it it's normally like a thriller because like you know like bitches be casting spells and shit and like or you know like like you know like the fucking pilgrims are hunting them down and, you know what i mean
1: yeah like fucking
0: yeah like fast paced action scenes and things like that I think it was a wonderful art piece. Like, like you were I, saying. Absolutely. The, the film is extremely period specific. It's very accurate. And um, all the scenes are shot beautifully. The cinematography is on point. And um, the only scene in that movie where like I kind of got chills Was when, uh, what's his name, Black Phillip? Oh, the goat. The goat starts talking to her, and you're like, "Oh shit, he's actually Satan." And, and like you were saying, like, and so like, just start levitating, and you're like, "Oh shit, it's about to get real." But then the credits roll. It. And I think it's specifically because of that horror tag. You keep waiting for shit to happen. You know, like, uh, like the dad gets up out of bed and lights the candle and you're like, he's going to see some shit when he was just getting, you know, a drink and it was just showing that he he has trouble sleeping. And um, uh, and I I think it's specifically because of the way it was marketed that that movie isn't appreciated for what it is, and you know for for the reasons that we've already stated.
1: And yeah, and you know I think that's that's a really good point. I I totally agree with you about the the cinematography for sure because it was definitely like sucked into that world. Like you like you felt cold because it was in the middle of winter. Like it reminded me of going like you know chopping wood out in the middle of winter. Like at yeah. Home. Like, I, I could, like, you can relate to that feel of being in the outdoors and things like that. Oh, yeah,
0: indeed. Um, but, yeah, like, that that's how it goes when it comes to marketing. Either it works or it fucking doesn't. That's I true. Mean, so, Tucker, yeah. what's,
1: what, what, sorry, go uh, ahead.
0: I was just speaking out my ass. Go on ahead, bro.
1: <laughs> Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> so I mean what what was <laughs> what was your big, what was your biggest letdown?
0: My biggest letdown is in the movie Sinister. And in the, Okay. In that movie, you're taken on this horror-filled pure terror roller coaster ride of like these fucking scary ass kids and this thing in the fucking films like it's a great film like the movie gave me anxiety and it like you know it it made me uncomfortable which you know are all things you want from horror films and um let me preface this by um, have you seen this tanner I have. I, this
1: this is yeah. This is the one where they they, yeah, they they basically have like Mick Thompson from Slipknot as the demon. Yeah,
0: more or less.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Great. I always see that see that mask and I just and I just I just before I forget starts playing in my head yeah. and I'm like oh yeah well at least I have some some company there yeah
0: definitely <laughs> but um so the movie is so good. And, you know, all the shit happens, and we are going to the last fucking seconds of the movie, man. All this bad shit happens, and the final scene is beautiful. The house is emptied because they moved, but the films are in a box in the attic, which means, you know, somebody put them there right, and it does right. and it does this gorgeous wide pan fade to black well but I mean it doesn't fade to black it it's it's a it it's a wide shot pan back, and just before the fucking credits roll, they ruin the entire fucking movie man, and it mm, it pisses me off because I'm like this. Like I was so happy that the movie was ending because I was like, God damn it, that was a great movie. It was fantastic. I loved it. And then they had to fucking ruin it on the very last scene before the credits roll. It pans now, now, what, back Go ahead. I was just about to ask like what what ruined it, Tucker? Keep going. I'm eating my popcorn. <laughs> this motherfucker, man, it pans back. And it's panning away from the box. And you're like, okay, fade to black. Beautiful. No! This motherfucker has to throw in a cheap-ass jump scare of literally the the demon from the whole movie literally leaning into view with a boom sound. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Why'd you have to cheapen your entire (laughs) fucking movie by this bullshit? Mm." (laughs)
1: Tucker, Tucker. I, I love you, but it, it sounds like you just got mad that you got jump-scared at the end.
0: Like, <laughs> Well, no, no, no. It, it wasn't that. It was the fact that, like, there were almost no jump-scares in that entire movie. And I think jump-scares are the cheapest, fucking laziest. Mm. Jump-scares piss me off. Now there's a different. Uh, there's a few movies where you know they do the jump scare, but it, it's nothing to be afraid of. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, someone sitting in a car and uh, they, you know, big bang. You get scared because you're like, "Whoa, what was that?" And then it was just like, it was just some dude on the side of the street who banged on the car window. Like those. I can let slide every once in a while because I'm like, oh, they're setting you up. They're letting you know that this is that there are there are things to be afraid of, but not right now. What pisses me off, when they throw in these cheap ass jump scares to get to get uh, the fucking quick heartbeat race. They're like, we got to get them on the edge of their seat, whether they fucking like it or not. Whether it's actually something that frightens them, I mean, I could throw a fucking potato at the screen and it'd make everybody fucking jump. Like, jump scares are literally the bane of my fucking existence. They drive me up the fucking wall. I think it's lazy, and I think it's, I think it's cheap horror. That's why there is a whole subset of movies that I fucking hate that everybody loves, and I don't, I don't get why. And I won't, I won't, I won't say those movies right now because we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to do a series on them and I don't want to give it away because I want people to listen to it and they'll be surprised when I get triggered off my fucking ass. Triggered. Mm, mm, Fucking triggered. Like, like mm, and it's such a cheesy fucking jump scare. You know, you know that fucking maze game that used to go around the internet where it's like, oh, you gotta thread the really thin needle. And so it's like the, the dudes are leaning in real close because they can barely see because the pixels can barely show how thin this thing is. And then all of a sudden, the face pops up. It's a jump scare fucking comparable to that.
1: Kelly, mm. <laughs> I didn't tell you really feel, Tucker.
0: The movie had such... Beautiful scenes, shots. The sound was on point, everything. There was literally nothing that I could complain about, about these movies until that fucking point. Literally the last three seconds of the film. Now, how are you going to fuck up that bad? that like as soon the, fil- the the movie's over man it's fucking over and you're going to and you're going to just uh, look hold on oh and it's not yet. let me throw in a quick fuck you like they could have left that out and it would have been a perfect film there i mean that's highly su- subjective but like personally there would have been nothing wrong with that film if they wouldn't have thrown that in there yeah i get where you're coming from that's my biggest letdown and i, I want to know what was okay i want to know what was going through the fucking director or producer or whoever made that fucking decision i want to know what was going through their head that they were like yeah i don't I don't think the, the fucking audience understands that this is a horror movie. I don't think we scared them enough. You're like, motherfucker, like, you had people, like, tied to fucking poolside chairs being drowned. You had fucking a kid trying to slice motherfuckers up. Like, <laughs> what made them think they needed to add that in? That's what I want to know.
1: You know what? I if it's my theory, I think it's like the exact opposite. I literally think that guy was like, "Man, wouldn't it be fucking hilarious if we just had the villain come in at the end, scare the shit out of everybody, and also like basically like kind of give like a ruined orgasm to all the horror film lovers out there?" That, I mean, if I was a director, I would do that for sure.
0: I, okay, okay, I I see what I see what you're saying. The problem is that the the problem is is that they didn't. It, it wasn't done tastefully, is my problem. The motherfucker's head literally leans into frame. Like like <laughs> a fucking three year old that's like, Mommy, I want to face time too. Like, why would that fucking happen? Now, like you know, they had the they had the box of film there, right? Yeah, it had right, right, the right, right. films and the, the projector and everything. We not to have like his fucking like hand come out of the box, or like his head slowly like you know like come up from under all the films and stuff. Like they could have done something, or him like come out of a shadow in the corner, and then like if they want to do a jump scare, have him like do like a hands and feet like sprint to the screen, like like they they could have literally done anything other than a fucking I'm gonna lean my head into frame real fucking fast because I don't know about you but I even the the mask that it wears like you don't know if that's the demon's face or anything like that the whole movie leans his head in, you're like oh it's a cheap rubber fucking mask and he's wearing a wig like I think it was very distasteful and it fucking pisses me off.
1: Well, if you ask me that they could they could have done that, but they could have like instead of that mask they could have had Mick Thompson from Slipknot and then and with like psychosocial or something.
0: I mean it would have been better. <laughs> Even that would have been better. Because oh, you you know why? Be because it would because it would have had a fucking meaning. There would have been substance, there would have been something. Other than, oh, 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 fucking gotcha. Like, oh, 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 you're gonna have to be quicker than that. <laughs> fucking.
1: Oh, you almost got it. <laughs> it had been be quicker than that.
0: I do That fucking movie, man. The second one was garbage, too. Didn't see, Didn't see that... the second one. Didn't bother. Well, you'll get to watch it. Hmm. So, you got a uh, got a call me crazy moment?
1: Define that. What do you mean to call me crazy? Well,
0: here, here, I'll, I'll go first. Call me crazy. But the Chucky films are not horror films.
1: Yeah, you're definitely not crazy there. I've seen, I've seen like some of the iconic scenes. I've never watched the actual movies. But I mean, the the only thing that you get it's it's a it's a talking doll. I mean, and it sounds like a like a 1940s gangster, like an Al Capone reject. I mean, come on, what's scary about that? There,
0: there's, there's like, there's a few, you know, um, scenes that you're like, oh, it stepped into horror. But I think the rest of it goes back to the whole like suspense thriller kind of thing, like it wasn't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking because I you know, it came out before I was born and I don't understand, but like, I just don't think it's horror. Like, I think it's a suspense. I mean, there were plenty of horror movies that came out before it and after it. I just think that the whole series, it's like a suspense thriller. I mean, I feel like the only thing that made it horror instead of suspense is the fact that he's in a fucking doll and the doll looks kind of creepy. If it weren't for that, say like if he just like swapped his soul with another guy. Because cause that's, that's what happens. A serial killer does some fucking mystic mumbo-jumbo because, like, he's about to get caught and he, like, breaks into a, a toy store. And, right, like, right, he's right. about to die or some shit. And he fucking... He projects his soul into the fucking Chucky doll. Like, it's a fucking Horcrux or something. Um, and, yeah... Oh, I get it. He's bold. Yeah, of okay. basically. And so like I feel like if he would have just been like, Oh, I'm in a new person, like it would have just been like a, a fucking CSI series. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh. like I've seen a lot of <laughs> the movies and um the newer one you can uh, have a lot of company.
1: just like and these yeah. are their stories. Dun dun
0: But uh but uh, <laughs> but now yeah, like i and I've seen the newer ones, the newer ones are clearly like they're aim- they're they're aimed for like uh nostalgia, and like, oh, you know, you know these movies, they're fucking b rated shit and and you know i I like them, I like the movies, I just don't think that's what they are anymore, and the newer movies are even farther from horror, they're just dark satire, you know? Which don't get me wrong, I truly fucking adore dark satire movies, you know. Or uh like the Evil yeah, Dead, like, like Evil Dead, shit. Dead, Cabin in the Woods, Army of Darkness shit like that. Like I love movies that
1: Yeah, I think so. Sam Raimi is the only one that can direct those movies, you know, <laughs> and really get away with it mostly because of Bruce Campbell. Which and I would make the same argument for Spider Man movies, but like you know, the, the guy that directed Spider Man Homecoming was fucking fucking dope, so they they get a pass for that. But he needs to stick with the evil answer.